0: before and you'll hear it again Danny LaRosa design
1: why not something new something fresh the business makeover specialists
0: Danny LaRosa design
1: yep that's right logos business cards publications digital designs visit the one-stop shop what was it Terry
0: Danny LaRosa design how many times do I have to tell you Sam (laughs) find her on Facebook and her Instagram And the handle is at Danny LaRosa Design. Website is www.DannyLaRosaDesign.com. Make the change today. What are you waiting for?
1: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Doesn't matter what time of the day you listen to us, we're still turning stones. Today we're going to be uh, discussing the global financial crisis, Back in 2007 to 2009, along with uh, other financial crises that happened um, along the way and the current situation of the the markets. Um, Terry, uh, welcome and yeah, keen to get into this one with you today. How are you feeling?
0: Feeling real good. Thanks, Sam. Um, yeah, as you said, it's a uh, lot to talk about and yeah, it's something that we've all gone through recently and we're even going to touch on a few things that we weren't alive for, maybe some of you old codgers out there may have been, but um, we're going to tackle it all, and obviously what we're going through right now, and we've got a little sneaky special surprise for you, so tune in, watch this space. Ladies and gentlemen, and extraterrestrials, welcome. What an episode we have for you today, massive, and in fact, a little special surprise year old. we didn't announce it but we're going to right now we have our first inaugural special guest but before I get to him obviously we all know on the other end of this microphone who's always usually there Sam how's it going
1: yeah brilliant as usual uh, Terry thank you
0: that's enough out of you let's get to our special guest his name is Peter but instead of me telling you about him why not get it from the horse's mouth he's not a horse he is a human Peter, how's it going?
2: Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Very well.
0: Thank you for joining us today. We thoroughly appreciate it and your expertise that's to come. But please tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you?
2: Um. Well, yeah. Obviously, uh, my name is Peter. That's the that's the easy uh, thing to get out of the way. Um. Yeah. Just I've been previously employed um, through an institutional bank. Uh. In a trading role, um, this was predominantly um, in FX, um, but obviously, you know, as you are, as you experience on a trading floor, you get exposure to to various uh, instruments and you know financial sort of derivatives and and all asset classes really, and you get to know uh, a little bit of everything, which is always a great experience to to have. Um, and this was all during a time where you know Trump was being elected, so. You can imagine the sort of volatility that was happening around then it was uh, it was definitely an interesting time to to be learning that's for sure um and and being introduced to the to the concept of of a trading floor um and then of course you have that added added sort of um complexity of the algorithms that are slowly taking over um this sort of sort of space and will probably continue to take over many job spaces in in the years to come so Mm. Yeah, that's a that's a little bit about me. Don't know if that yeah. that covers the whole
1: what you wanted, but well, just to give everyone a, an idea, Pete. Yeah, Pete was uh, employed and working in Sydney, which is the you know business hub of yeah. Australia yeah. Um, as well. Just to you know reinforce the fact that he's uh, pretty experienced in the finance uh, game. So um, good to get his uh, expert knowledge mm-hmm. and um, experience on the uh, on the topic today, which is uh, global financial crises in the past. Um and current. Uh so yeah, let's um let's get things kicked off.
0: Did you say something about a hub,
1: Sam? (laughs) Yeah, you always pick up on that, don't
0: you? (laughs) It's it's a word you commonly use. I don't know if it's like instilled in your mind or something (laughs) just that you keep thinking about it, but it's kind of weird. But no, Peter, thank you very much for giving a little brief on yourself and happy to have you on the show. Sam, I reckon you're best you're the best man to get this sort of this ball rolling and, and turn a few stones, so why not?
1: Thank you, Terry. And thanks yeah, again, Pete, for joining us. So, no um, so yeah, today we're talking about the global financial crisis um, in 07. We're going to go uh, over a few facts and um, causes and uh, a few opinions and stuff to, to do with that. And then also uh, touch on the current um, shape of the economy, uh, the current crisis we're facing with COVID-19 as well. Um, so let's uh Let's wind back to um, mid-2007, which is when uh, the global financial crisis, the GFC, um, was sort of brewing. Um, it, it, it spread into 2009, um, so it, it lasted a fair while. Um, so this was the most serious financial crisis since the Great Depression of uh, the 1930s. So um, yeah, you can imagine you know, how bad that was back then. Um, unemployment back then was, you know, 24.9%, um, just to give you an idea, which is you know it's pretty large considering uh, the US has a pretty large population. Um, so yeah, the, I mean comparing that to the Great Depression, there was a you know sort of similarities um, that you know the uh, stock market crash um, and banks failed. So uh, a few similar similarities there, um, but uh, we're going to be mainly focusing on the uh, 07. Um, GFC, which you know we've got a lot more um, knowledge about and um, information to, to sort of go over. Um, so yeah, well the GFC, it was basically um, it was basically caused by banks investing heavily into um, subprime mortgages. Um, maybe maybe Pete, you can give us an idea of what subprime uh, mortgages are.
2: Uh, am I
1: allowed to swear? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah so Brian,
2: can...
0: That sounds real that sounds,
2: complicated. It sounds
0: yeah, that's
2: a it's a complicated word to use for such a, a very uh, basic <laughs> uh, product, because uh, I mean, as the the movie, even the movie The Big Short, talked a lot about uh, subprime mortgages were essentially um, you know dog crap or dog shit at, at the time. Like you know, we had these, we had the situation where people who didn't have jobs, who didn't have you know income verification, um, uh, who are unemployed, were just getting loans for you know six hundred grand, or you know. And and then just basically buying three or four houses, um, which is something that you know is quite unheard of in Australia. Like we we sort of looked at all that and said, wow, what is America,
3: mm. is America doing? But at the time, yeah. you know,
2: it was it was occurring and banks were making you know good good money off uh, both you know lending um, through the brokers and then trading it around, I suppose through derivatives. Mm. And it just went into a spiral from there, and and then just led to the inevitable. Mm. Essentially, yeah. I
0: have got a question like How- so obviously these debts were basically un- unsustainable for the most part, and that's probably what led to the crash. So you, you know they're getting greedy, lending money to like high risk um, customers with a low yep. likelihood of recovery. Yep. How was this even allowed? Like, how do they even get away with doing that? Like, if you obviously had Joe Blow down the road, right? He's a, he's a casual employee, so then yep. already um, there's a, there's a less likelihood that he's going to be able to repay or you know meet the coverage. Yep. Of, of a particular mortgage right sure. so you're lending big money to someone that doesn't have stable employment how is it even allowed obviously here in australia we have a lot of guidelines and protocols and um yep. a lot of institutions um like phasia and apra and all these yep. dickheads over there in, in canberra but <laughs> like how did they get away with it there uh
2: they, yeah it just that they, they realized that it was something that churned money um uh, and kept a lot of people employed. I suppose uh, I don't know whether or not their regulators were as tough as uh, ours were. I, I highly doubt that. Um, mm. But that would have been an extra factor that would have allowed this riskier lending to to go about. And um, I think everyone was just make, everyone was just happy at the time. Everyone's making money, and it was something that that made sense. And at the same time, you had the Federal Reserve, which essentially heavily dropped the the rate. The, the federal funds rate or, mm. the, or the cash rate as we call it here aggressively to even promote mm. you know in in in, oh, in, in a way yeah. uh, this, to this encourage hu- encourage yeah this housing yeah. market and this uh, this unsustainable sort of um lift that we saw mm.
3: um
2: so I, I don't know how they got away with it. i think everyone sort of played a a a role you know the Mm. the governments the federal reserve the the banks they're all Mm. sort of responsible for all this and Mm. everyone was just looking at each other at the end and and saying oops help like uh, and then taxpayers you know essentially um bailed you know some uh, of the people that the organizations that were responsible so
3: Mm. yeah yeah.
0: trusty taxpayers always bailing out everyone aren't they yeah of course course. love love a good taxpayer
2: of course, um, we all they're are. Like
0: true, they're like true heroes. They're like blood donors, really. Mm.
1: Essentially, yeah. That's what mm. happened in the situation for sure. Do we, do we, so, think, uh, do we think the um, lenders were probably, you know, doing a few dodgies and um, yeah. maybe putting some income on there, you know, pumping up some income by 10000 a 20000 100000 Well, um, it, I think that um, an issue, uh, something that I read about
2: was um, – they even got to a stage where, well, this was with, with the subprime market where they were giving out so called ninja loans, which is mm. like, no, like, as the name suggests, no income, like n- nothing. So they wouldn't yeah, really they even need to. A
0: product. lot at ninja loans. Yeah, <laughs> they would actually. Sounds cool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, see, well, that's that helped, but <laughs> they, they weren't even, they didn't really have to put like all that much income on there, yeah, as, yeah. as the name suggests. So, like, yeah, that was, yeah, that was part of the problem. And then, on top of that, you had the sort of fact that, and I don't even know whether this was properly disclosed through a PDS or so I don't know yeah. what they had at the time, but they had um, the adjustable rates. They would often, after like two years, they would often triple or quadruple Jeez, or choose ten, by tenfold. So yeah, nah. you had crappy variable rates at the start, which yeah, everyone yeah, was yeah. like, yeah, no worries. Yeah. So two, 0.25% or 0.5% or whatever wow. it was, may may have been. And then yeah. three, two, three years after um, it literally like quadrupled, or <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and increased by that much. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's that's where some people saw saw a crash coming, and others just you know kept mm. on promoting it. And that's the majority were loving the the sort of trend that was happening, and they didn't really know any better. Yeah, right. And um, yeah, that's and then the GFC came. So plenty yeah. of dodgies, obviously. And do you
0: reckon that some of these? Um, banks and mortgage brokers and all that probably had quotas to meet and you know the, the more they could sign up and the more they could lend I, I, I guess they're going to meet their KPIs and potentially yeah. get their bonuses at, at year end so do you reckon there was some financial motives obviously there was financial motives behind it all but
3: yeah i
2: think that
0: played a massive part
2: well, even in even in australia i know that you know each branch has a quota to meet mm. you know this is this is probably standard I, th- I think that back back in America, from from what I've read, um, they did get high commissions <laughs> for these dog shit loans, so mm. to speak. Yeah, so yeah. that almost encouraged the the sort of um, unsavory lending. And, and and again, this was obviously overwatched by all the regulators and yeah, yeah. it was allowed to happen. Mm. So, um, you know, like, like we said before, everyone was, was ultimately responsible for this, mm. uh, but they yeah, just yeah. chose to, you know, keep that, lo- just the... Well, not keep an eye on, on things, I suppose, yeah, yeah. and just not look at other world examples where you mm. know the lend,
1: lending criteria actually you
2: know
1: were yeah. about. So, um, so um yeah, for people that don't know, sort of you know what happened, what why these um, loans were so crucial to why this GFC happened. Um yeah, pretty much as we have said, like banks sort of bundled these these mortgages together. As what's called a financial instrument, Um, they they just named it a a mortgage-backed security. So um, they bundled all these loans together from people that basically they knew that well, maybe not at the time they didn't know they were just being naive. Maybe Um, bundled these loans together and then sold them off or traded them off to you know other banks and swapped them and whatever. And they were covered by an insurance um, as well, which was sort of like, well, you know, we've, we've got this bundle of, of loans. They might be high risk, but we're going to get insurance on it. So then we can say it's low risk just because we've got some insurance on it um, until you actually, you know, pick apart what, what actual loans are in, inside yeah. this um, this so-called financial instrument. You don't know um, exactly how bad and like P said, how much dog shit loans I've got uh, going yeah. on there, like, um, you know, like Pete said, there's a lot of stories of people, you know, having, you know, pretty average incomes, but then, you know, paying off three, four yeah. mortgages at a time. And it's like, well, you know, wow. that was going to happen. Yeah. So yeah, it's very interesting. Um, probably reckless on, you know, on a lot of, um, on a lot of levels, a bit reckless like, uh, Terry taking a big sip of his drink while I <laughs> yeah thought, <Yeah. laughs> um, it's
0: a nice red wine. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but sure yeah, is. I suppose, like we've you know, like we said as well, it's sort of wh- whenever you've got that commission based um, hmm. structure, structure, yeah, you're just going to have a lot of greed and people are just going to be thinking about themselves. Yep. Um, Can I just
0: play devil's advocate here for a sec? So, if I'm a listener listening, which I hmm. am sort of listening to something, you're garbage there, Sam, but oh, um, <laughs> so. All right. If if one particular lendee um, forfeits on their or defaults on their loan, right, and it's a mortgage, mm. wouldn't the bank then be able to possess the house and then sell it on the market and then recover? If it well, depending on how much of the um, house's equity that they've lended, they could potentially recover all the debt that, that was outstanding. So mm. why wasn't that able to happen, or was it a case of maybe everyone defaulting at all the same time?
1: Yeah. I
2: think P that, that that I think the second thing, the, the latter thing you said was is uh, probably pretty pretty much 100 percent accurate. Like I think that in America, like the system was, oh, I can't pay my loan. Here's my here's my house keys. Yeah. Um. So the banks would repossess, and then I think that all happened at the same time. Really. Just yeah, yeah. everyone was trying to get out the same door, um. And the door's only that you see, as, as as big as it is. Yeah. And just you know. The, the housing market collapsed as a result of mm. all these foreclosures um, yeah, yeah. and all this, all this debt that ultimately couldn't be paid off, as, as we saw, and the banks just held uh, houses that had, well, less value than they, than they had on paper. Um, mm. so I yeah. think that is a general sort of, you know, run around of, of what happened there it, yeah, with yeah. respects to the banks taking the, the houses back and trying to sort of sell yeah. them on the market.
1: Well, that's right. There was there were like whole you know suburbs and cities yeah. that were vacant because exactly. you know, the people were throwing keys at the bank and you know the, no one wanted to buy these houses because mm. well they couldn't afford to pay the loans off in the first place. So yeah. you just walk through. I think a lot of people would have seen it on the news um, back in you know the early oh nine oh eight even like the um, aftermath of what happened yeah. was pretty pretty bad. It was just unreal. Like I think Detroit was a, a big one too. Yeah, massive. That, I think that's still to it. this day um just really hasn't recovered has it
2: uh, uh, no yeah, not all that much especially i think the the inner city like obviously as with probably any capital city has, mm. has somewhat you know recovered and yeah, is thriving yeah. but obviously the outer the outer parts of the city in mm. detroit are still like yeah. as it was pretty yeah. much with uh, houses that are abandoned and, yep, and all yep. that sort of stuff you can probably buy a house there for like 20 30 grand still mm. i
0: suppose
3: yeah yeah so oh, yeah. it's
2: pretty devastating yeah Hmm. So then, basically, if everyone defaulted
0: on all these mortgages at that point in time, that means the banks who, who lent the money had ownership of all of these properties. Hmm. So is that what would have happened? Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's what would have happened. And then um, on, on top of that, you had investment banks and, and, and the like and hedge funds and, and whatnot taking bets uh, on, those, on, on those mortgages, right, hmm. to, to, to go up. So not only did you have the issue of, of people not being able to pay their loans, but you also had people saying, "No, I'm going to go long this MBS uh, to, because I think you know <laughs> yeah, housing's never yeah. going to drop." Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the same thing happened there. Like it, so, it's,
0: long means when uh, things go up. Well, I like,
2: you, you think it's gonna go up in value, and and I think that's the that's the it was like a double double whammy essentially. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. The yeah. underlying well, not really because when the underlying was was stuffed, then the, the derivatives that are based off that underlying um, are automatically stuffed by nature. Mm. The only lag that that happened, I believe, was when rating agencies failed to requote or re or how do I say it, reprice or re-rate, let's say that the the mortgage-backed securities because they were actually being paid by the investment bank. So mm. you had an issue where everything was was essentially. Going to to shit, and then the ratings agencies themselves didn't want to uh, sort of rate the bonds as you know as what they truly were. So mm, there was there was a bit of you know yeah a bit of misconduct going on on that part as well, which which didn't help the situation. Mm. Uh, But that all came to light after, and you know and (laughs) no one went to jail, but you know fines were dished out here and there and, Mm. and whatever. So that. That and certainly did help, yes, yeah, exactly.
3: What, yeah. what
0: incentive does do the rating agencies have to not um, indicate or project a, a true and fair view of that particular security at that point in time? What, what incentive do they have? Or is it some uh, money under the table from these other institutions and organisations to say, hey, keep it as it is because it's, it's helping our cause? I
2: don't know the specifics of, of that situation, but I, I do believe that they were some investment banks paid um, the ratings agencies to rate their <laughs> mortgage MBS that they were selling to their clients. Yeah. Um, so as you can understand, if, if you go to Moody's or something, which is a, or S&P, I think, which is another ratings agency, and, and you tell them, can you please rate this? I'll give you X amount. Yeah, yeah. And they go, no. Well, then, well, mate, I'm going to the other person yeah, across yeah. the road. All right, yeah. And uh, I think that's, that's sort of, yeah, what yeah. was going on there? So yeah. it was a bit of uh, even they were bit com- probably commission based. You could say the rating agencies, yeah. In the mm. end, in the end of the day, so everyone was just yeah commission yeah. <laughs> commission based. based. And yeah, yeah obviously uh, there's an
1: end to all. So yeah, that's what that's going mm. there. Some mm. uh, some people would call those people uh, or those types of people leeches, maybe. I yeah, yeah,
2: of course, yeah. There's there's many names you could use. Mm. Um, we'll just use vampires yeah oh yeah we'll just use we'll just use those two i think they're appropriate yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> other people you know,
3: yeah
0: over the years you know you always heard of countries or businesses having these like triple a credit ratings and all this sort of stuff and and basically now since the global financial crisis in 0708 and, and mm-hmm. whatever basically like these triple a ratings and all these credit ratings they mean fuck all these days like seriously it's it's like it's yeah. like filling up your car with um, like 98 octane unleaded. Like 10 years ago, people would have thought, geez, oh, you're a legend. You're a car enthusiast. You're really looking after, you know, the lubricant of your vehicle and, and the ignition and everything. But now it just means you want to spend more money on fuel. Like how yeah. do we know what's in it? Mm, it's just like yeah. a rating. Until, yeah. you, until yeah. you look inside the shell of a peanut, <laughs> you don't, you don't know what's inside. Until you crack the shell of the peanut, you don't know what's inside. Like a rating. Oh, you can see on paper triple rating. Look a little bit into, look a little bit deeper into it. Look at mm. the financials.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Hmm. Well, yeah.
2: Australia had a, a, I think a double, oh, double A or or something AAA. of the like rating. I think yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. up until re- recently. Um. But again, yeah, like you said, Terry, doesn't really mean all that much.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, now uh, we That's can, fine. we can, we can, you know, review that as, as much as we want. But mm. yeah, like you said, until you look at the nuts and bolts of it, um, mm. which was done in 2008, yeah, yeah. Um, then, you know, you really don't know the story. And mm. and many, even to go through one MBS, you'd have to go through thousands of, of, of mortgages. And like, yeah, yeah. to us now, they'd be like, oh, yeah, it's, it, it, we, we know what we're looking for. But at the time, mm-hmm. most people just just had a blind eye to all this or something. They didn't even the bother part. looking mm. what was inside these these things. And yeah. And the rating agencies to that part saw that as diversification. So if you've got... Heaps of mortgages put together. Mm. Oh, because they're all sort of different in some way. Yeah, yeah. Then that's diversified. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. whole. Not you don't put your eggs in one basket. basket. Yeah, yeah, you, you have a, a variety of different things, and, and mm. they were saying that's what that's what constitutes diver, you know a diverse investment, and that's yeah, what yeah. gets the AAA, which is mm. which was a, a real bad move, and yeah. that that saw the rating agencies cob it from all ends
1: um,
3: mm.
1: in, in criticism. So yeah. so they should have.
3: Very yeah, yeah, very very true well, yeah.
1: yeah. What's the point of having a a uh, credit rating agency if they're just gonna you know rate yeah. rate dog shit as um, as gold? Uh, pretty yeah. much. Um But yeah, typical accountant Terry wanting to look at the financials. <laughs> ah,
0: love a good balance sheet. I mean, <laughs> just love how the everything balances. Um, yeah. But yeah, until you crack that shell of the peanut, you don't know what's inside. And if you've got nut allergies, well, sorry, I just. Don't have another analogy for oh, you, yeah. but we'll go with uh, peanuts for now. Which, yeah, you know, just a little one for you all. Um, a peanut is actually not a nut, oh, it's, a, it's a legume because it grows in the ground. All true nuts grow on trees, so it's just a little tidbit there for you. You must, you're welcome. You must have grown on a tree, then, Terry.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> roasted comedian, there, mate. <laughs> actually, uh, I like a roasted nut,
1: yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyway, all right, <laughs> back, back onto the subject. Um, yeah, no, so this obviously resulted in, you know, what we call the global financial crisis um, that happened back then. So a stock market crash um, followed after this. So uh, maybe we'll get your um, opinion, Pete, or to explain yep. why, why did the stock market crash after the, all this happened? Yep. And, uh, you know, maybe in you know, layman's terms, just tell people why. Um, yeah, what, why this happened after these uh, mortgage-backed securities were uh, going through the through the gurgler? Yeah, well, as
2: as you know, as we were saying before, I suppose generally speaking, um, everyone everyone was probably uh, buying equities as aggressively as they were with MBS mm. stuff, right? They mm. were all uh, bullish, so really, yeah, like yeah. really anticipating everything to to keep going as yeah, the yeah. way it was and the fed was helping out you know low 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 fed funds rate here you go borrow mm. borrow borrow yeah and so you know same thing once the once the mortgage backed securities um, crashed the same thing will literally happen to mm. the equity market you yeah. know lm's probably probably in the same way i'm not yeah. obviously you know companies didn't default, default yeah, yeah. like not all of them at least uh, like yep. the M- the mbs's did but certainly there was a the liquidity dried up. Mm.
3: Um, companies
2: yeah. weren't able to get access to to credit that they yeah, needed, yeah. Yeah.
3: Um,
2: and that sort of obviously brought up solvency issues, as you guys yeah, you guys yeah. would know. Yeah. And um, it was during that time that that equities crashed the way they did. Everyone mm. was was just worried about job losses. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, when we look at the current crisis, yeah, you know, yeah. We've, we've experienced much higher. But yeah, I think yeah. the main issue was liquidity because yeah, everyone was was act, was waiting to see who the Fed would essentially bail out. Mm, obviously, yeah. they had their their picks and choices and yeah, they yeah. would have had their reasoning, but yeah. one was left to collapse, yeah, yeah. Um,
3: yeah.
2: which obviously, you know, had... Obviously, Lehman had their creditors, they had their expo- yeah, yeah. derivative exposure, they had yeah. all that sort of stuff, which led to, you know, job losses and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Um, so, it just stemmed from the bank, pretty much. Yeah. yeah.
0: Started is, that off. Darren, is that Darren Lehman? Boof, the yeah. great Aaron. coach, or? I-
2: these are brothers these are different types of Lehman but same oh, name. those guys yeah and same name mm. <laughs> so so yeah it's just a, an all around sell off yeah, um, yeah everyone yeah.
1: trying to liquidate as much as they can mm. yeah. well I guess if banks are going under, like if a bank goes under yeah. like Lehman Brothers was pretty pretty big back then yeah, yeah. Um, if that goes under it's going to really affect the um, yep. you know mentality of people and Invested what confidence, they want to invest yeah, all that so. sort
2: of stuff there was, there was you know there was Lehman Brothers that had I think 600 and Ninety billion of debt. Um, yeah. Is that is it? it? Is that well <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably, there's more that we don't know about. <laughs> there's AIG, the insurance company, who created a, a credit default swap arm just for this just for this right. period of time, so yeah, they right. can sort of take on claims that. Um, yeah. the housing market wouldn't fall yeah, yeah. so people were, were buying insurance as you said before mm, on these mortgage backed securities and AIG thought well shit this is never going to go yeah, it's, it's never, never going to go, go haywire one. so yeah, yeah. Let's, let's take on let's accept <laughs> these premiums yeah, of yeah. the CDS payments and yeah. then dish out insurance on these bonds mm. so there was AIG there was Bear Stearns yeah, um, yeah. they actually got bought up by JP Morgan or like a fraction of whatever they were trading at the week yeah, before yeah. like $2 something ridiculous like that um, there was a uh, Freddie Mac and, and yeah, yeah. Fannie Mae, which are yeah, American right. yeah. mortgage houses, um, and obviously a raft of different, mm. you know, businesses
1: and, and and banks are always feeling the, yeah. the pinch from this. And so, did um did the banks? What well, did the banks deceive the insurance companies? Do you think, or the insurance companies were reckless as well? Well, the insurance companies didn't know any. I suppose they didn't know
2: any better, right? Yeah. They were sort of. Um, essentially writing out insurance on these mortgage bonds based on what was um, based on what I've was happening told. with the market mm. uh, everyone was along and they didn't believe that uh, the market could ever go down yeah, which yeah. is I, I don't know what they were thinking right. and, and yeah there was a separate arm created mm. just to sort of cater for this CDS market yeah,
3: yeah. which is
2: something that was like uh, some fund managers managed to to find out about and they yeah, yeah. were purchasing CDSs from AI, both AIG and other yeah, and yeah. other banks to to protect themselves against drops in the MBS and, and AIG just had a, a huge exposure to this stuff and mm-hmm. they were close to falling all Lehman but I think they, they they got a bit of aid in the end from yeah, yeah. from the Fed yeah so they got spared very interesting the
0: insurance well the insurers had their own insurance mm. <laughs> exception yeah. <A> but <laughs> speaking of AIG actually they used to sponsor uh, Manchester United and I think. Right. The actual GFC sort of affected it that much where I think one of the seasons they actually couldn't pay him in full. Um, and then oh. since then, obviously, other sponsors have jumped on board that dog yeah. shit organisation. I mean, you did mention <laughs> dog shit um, previously, yeah. so I might use that word as well as an adjective yeah. towards that particular right. football club.
2: Right. Yeah. yeah,
0: You're not a Manchester United fan, are you, Peter? No, no, I'm Liverpool, so. Oh,
2: right.
0: oh, it's just we, bad.
2: We, I think we've won it, but we haven't. I don't know. What's going on? It's, it's interesting. Don't
0: count the uh, chickens before they hatch, mate. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, all good, all good.
0: Mm, interesting times. Um, but my big question is, um, usually when people lose money, are there other, are there people on the other side of the coin, no pun intended, that make money? <clears throat> so if all these people have lost the money, banks, yep. insurers and all that, is yep. there someone on the other side yep. betting Betting for them to lose to make their own money. Like,
2: yeah, yeah. Someone, tell us a little bit about that. Well, this is this is going pretty d- deep into uh, like the derivative space, uh, <laughs> but like essentially, like yeah, like deep. on the opposite side of of the mortgage-backed securities that, or like the derivatives, there was um, there was always someone that would have been against. Uh, in fact, the, the houses that were selling these products would have been going against um the people that were buying them if they by nature you know what i mean like they were the opposite i'm selling to you uh, so they were essentially getting rid of the mbs's in terms of like specifically betting against that's where the seed that credit default swap market was was originated and, and started to sort of bloom yeah. it wasn't really common before the the 2007 yeah, yeah. 2008 yeah. crash yeah but that was specifically intended to say i'm I want to buy insurance on this particular mortgage-backed security. Please provide me with a credit default swap on this on this uh, bond. Mm. And um, they were specifically betting against individual mortgage-backed securities. But as a whole, like if you're an investment bank and you're selling to your client an MBS, by nature you're you're pretty much you know selling. Uh, mm. Or in some cases, as with Goldman Sachs, or I didn't, I didn't want to name them, but <laughs> it has been in front of an inquiry and. And all that. BGS. Yeah, yeah. They were actually going against, uh, so they were selling MBSs to their clients where they were short on that product. Mm. So then the argument came shouldn't you have disclosed that to your mm. client? Like, you're going against them. Like, should have should that not have yeah, yeah. been so, you know, in the investor's mind? Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. they, they didn't get, they just copped, a, I think, a small fine. Right. Um, right. Standard. But, but yeah, like mm. another slap on the wrist. But that was another thing that, that, Came from that. So we know that several uh, banks that were involved in selling it were actually going were yeah, actually I mean, going yes. short on those mm. products they yeah. were selling. So that's pretty well. much
1: just like giving them something that they well, they believe the value is going to decrease. yeah. 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 But uh, and they've sure actually you. given it to them and they're like, oh, well, we're going to make money off this yeah. going down. Yep. And we've sold, and them we've sold them anyway, it. We've sold uh, it anyway. So we're going to profit price. from that. We're mm. going to get it off our books. Yeah. yeah. All that toxic stuff. Yeah. The rating
2: agencies didn't budge until some time after. Yeah. So they knew that. The, the ratings would still be enforced, yeah. Um, and when when the investment banks probably got rid of all all that toxic yeah. stuff off their books, mm. and yeah. that's where that's when the rating agencies would have gone, oh, mm. hold on a second, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Everything's going, we've got a yeah, problem yeah. here. So it all it all sort of ties in, you know, to these little mm. sort of reckless um,
1: yeah,
2: yeah yeah moves that everyone was making back then. So yeah,
1: so yeah. yeah. In in summary, I guess uh, who who is to blame? I mean, there's a there's a lot. It's just you know, Peter, I
2: reckon.
0: <laughs> yeah, I reckon you're, you're to blame, mate. You yeah, know too much well, about this and if you oh, knew no. how to fix it
2: I was fucking <laughs> way in,
0: in 2007, I was,
2: uh, I was barely in high school then, so I, <laughs> I don't know. A child genius. Yeah, no, no, no. That's yeah, I, I had no idea what was happening when it happened, but yeah, yeah. you just read about these things and you just go, Yeah, well,
3: what,
2: what what mm. were they doing? Like what was well, it's just it was just uh, unreal, you know, mm. it, it, especially in, in comparison to what
3: yeah, to the yeah. sort of
2: standards we have in Australia. Yeah, that's for sure. I, yeah. I
0: reckon in 2007, I was still obsessed with Yu-Gi-Oh, and <laughs> I, yeah. I would rather trade like a Dark Magician card than <laughs> getting some hot that's chick. Right. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's right, that's right. That's, that was the life back then. Mm. Uh, but he other people, up. but. The yeah. other people were playing it differently,
1: yeah. I suppose, yeah. The big boys. The big
0: boys. You, you, you were hesitant to, to name Goldman Sachs. I mean, you, do you have a bit of beef with them? Like, are you in <laughs> trouble? Are, are you getting us involved by doing this? Or No,
2: nah, no, they, they, were, they, they were a specific video I watched on YouTube uh, that had to get up in front of an inquiry into – selling of MBS to their clients.
3: Mm.
2: Um, this happened by the like, members of Congress and yeah, politicians yeah. that obviously, you know, grill yeah. as a, in a public inquiry. So
3: and public that was the most news.
2: recent one. Yeah, that was the most recent one I watched where mm. they got all the executives and they said, well, hold on a second, you're selling all this stuff to your clients. Mm. Don't you have a responsibility to, mm. to sort of, you know, say that you're going against them?
3: Mm. And mm.
2: that was the argument that was in the inquiry. And they said, not really. So, so it's public
1: knowledge, is not... Uh, yeah. Uh, personal
2: benefit. No, 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 nothing. But I mean, in fact, <laughs> well, they're a premier investment bank. You'd be crazy
1: to yeah, yeah, yeah. to
2: not want to show with them. I yeah. suppose if you think about it. But yeah. what happened in two thousand eight is, is is factual, mm. and they yeah. had to step up in front of the uh in front of the big
1: the big boys. Yeah, not, yeah. Trump,
2: not Trump, but whoever else was was in charge then. So yeah, that just a specific bank that came to my mind. Yeah, if that answers the question. So no,
0: yeah, it is facts, and that's what Turning Stones uh, offers and provides. That's opinions,
1: uh, of course, and yeah. some bullshit. Um, uh, so, what, what have we what have we learned then, um, Pete? What uh, from the past UFC? Have yeah. we, what have we really learned? Um, stepping back now, obviously we've gone through what happened yeah. uh, through the causes, but have we learned anything from that? Yeah, well, I suppose that uh, if you, if we're comparing like us
2: as in the Australian sort of uh, version, uh, it's just that lending don't have loose lending standards mm. and don't allow sort of banks to take on huge
3: yeah, yeah. bets uh,
2: uh, on derivatives in yeah, general right yeah, um, yeah.
3: And, and allow them to
2: take risks based on the capital they have yeah, uh, yeah. allocated um, but also yeah like I said before just just the lending standards was something yeah, that yeah. Um, was uh, you know highly you know frowned upon by, mm. by the global community um, yeah, after yeah. everything came to light yeah. And uh, even the Americans, they 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 realise this and they sort of try to make changes. Obviously, yeah. Um,
1: but what's what's interesting still is in Australia, I'm yeah. sure America is the same. Um, mortgage brokers still get a trailing commission, which so they yeah. sign someone up for a loan, yeah. Um, they'll get an upfront, um, yeah. obviously, you know, commission, yeah. And then they get a trailing commission for the length of the loan. So if it's thirty years, they'll, yeah. they'll make a decent right. amount of money. So how? Right. how how can you? I can, yeah, yeah, how do you reward well, I mean, someone for just? Like, I mean, obviously there's there's some incentive there for them yep. to get this over the line if they yep. think, oh, this yep. person might not be able to pay. Course, it. Yeah, well, will, you know, I'm going to get paid, you know, twenty grand over or thirty grand for this over thirty years or something. Yep. like
2: a lot of shit.
1: Yeah, I'm going to do all I can to push it over the line. Well, I, I mean.
2: I, I think this was the reason that the Royal Commission came about mm. to the banks, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And it was one of the, I think one of the recommendations was that this sort of trailing commission stops. Now I yeah. don't know if they've actually implemented that or not, yeah, but certainly so. once, yeah, anything commission based is yeah, yeah. going to encourage, um, you know, but I think ultimately though, um, Australia still has lending plans that, that America yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of, don't you know, we pay. never went down that path sort yeah. of thing. So even though there's a sort of a, yeah. A commission-based structure here as well. Like yeah. I think that the the bank's headquarters, obviously the the end team would look at the mm. income of the individual, their expenses. I think they asked for all this
3: varying yeah, stuff yeah, in our yeah, cases. Might, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. Yep. So mm. yeah,
2: to make a final decision. So I there is incentive. For them to push through and to sort of try and skew things yeah, in terms yeah, of expenses exactly. and all of that, yeah, but yeah. it's it's still pretty pretty tight in yeah. Australia in, yeah. in comparison to what, to what happened. happened yeah. yeah, and we've obviously learned our lesson
1: from 2008, so yeah, yeah. that stuff at the moment would yeah. be unheard of for us. So, yeah. So if we um we in a, like I said in Australia, even yep. at that time, didn't have those loose uh, yep. kind of lending uh, terms. So the whole well, it was called you know a global financial crisis. Yep. How was the whole world affected by these Americans that, you know, made these poor yeah. decisions? How, well, how did that happen? Well, I think that, like, if we specifically look at, like, if we look at America, I mean,
2: key cities, like, and the cities themselves weren't actually that heavily affected. Like, you have places like Manhattan and mm. places, you know, like, Premier, yeah, so yeah, they yeah, weren't yeah. actually affected at all. Yeah. In terms of Australia, I think we saw, like, a... Um, we saw about 5% drop in the median house yeah. uh, house prices in okay. australia yeah, yeah. so which is which is a minor, which yeah, is a yeah, minor blimp, right? yeah yeah the the most interesting thing to note from all of this i think that in i believe in 2019 mm-hmm. without a crash happening or without mm-hmm. anything we actually experienced a 10% drop yeah, right. and meeting housing prices, so I think that yeah.
3: um,
2: what what is occurring with Australia's so in two thousand eight, obviously the the repercussions were immediate and mm. global because and the America is a powerhouse, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, super superpower, probably mm. second to whoever they are, second <laughs> than China. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, arguably, don't know. Maybe um, <laughs> that's that's what caused the, the straight the correction. Like, mm. Intuitively, like yep. you know, America's in trouble. All right, let's let's all yeah, pa- yeah. housing demand going to drop here as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think that. What's happened since then is that although we've had sort of tighter lending standards, the household debt levels haven't dropped.
3: Yeah. yeah. So
2: I think that is the main cause of concern for us mm. as opposed to looser lending standards. We've got yep, household right debt levels at our highest in the world, Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, second to... Probably if, yeah. uh, only a couple of countries, or yeah. third two, sorry, rather. Yeah. Um. So that's that's definitely our worry he- heading into this crisis.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, back then, obviously, the household debt levels wouldn't have been that high, but they were mm. still considerably high. high. Yeah. Yeah. And and caused what happened to happen. But yeah, like I said, the the most interesting point for me is that in 2019, without any of this stuff going mm. on we just saw a retracement of 10% in the median, which was greater yeah, yeah. than 2008, 2009. So that, Very me, yeah. and that, and that's with, you know, RBA continuously cutting rates over yeah, yeah. time, right? Mm. The, 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 rates now that are not the same no, as what they totally were in 2008. So yeah. that's another interesting thing. So even with that's
3: all that, support, scary,
2: yeah, mm. even with all that support, we saw uh, a decent size fall, and, and we're yet to see what, what is going to happen now. So, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: So, yeah. Um, We've learned lots, but definitely the couple of things that I've learned is what an MBS stands for, mortgage-backed security. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, as you just touched on as well just before, um, basically now Australia is pretty tight and America is still loosey-goosey. So, <laughs> yeah, um, love those uh, regulations and protocols and all that sort of stuff.
1: Mm.
0: That's right. ah, very nice.
1: So... Well, let's uh, let's. Comp- well, I think we've sort yeah. of covered everything in the 08 um, GFC. Uh, GFC. Um, so, obviously, at the moment, you know we're experiencing uh, you know the coronavirus COVID nineteen uh, sort of uh, plummet in economies and um, crisis. So, um, yeah, I mean, what? Uh, how, how does it compare, Pete? How, yeah. how does it compare to well, this is- what we're facing now?
2: This is a, yeah. This is a, an interesting question because everyone obviously, whenever a new crash happens, they always tend to to try and compare it to the to the previous one or yeah. or a couple of other ones. I think that in in the case of two thousand and eight, you had more known variables. Like you knew what Lehman's exposure was. You knew yeah. what Bear Stearns had on their books. So ultimately, like yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, through through their through their accounting, and you can mm. sort of see like all right, how many employees does Lehman have? How yeah. Many yeah. Employees Best to have yeah. all, all those uh, financials that were affected by this, and obviously the ve- uh, the repercussions, roughly, that mm. were going to happen from this. I think that the main difference with this um, sort of crisis is that we have a lot more unknowns. Like, yeah, yeah. We don't know if this virus is going to be successfully contained. We yeah, don't know yeah. whether or not a vaccine is going to come about, and mm-hmm. and and even then, like we we had a situation where no, we have we have a situation where industries have been sort of forced to close yeah, and yeah. yet we have not seen equity levels that were experienced in 2008 mm. where everything was sort of almost not, not free to function, but like yeah, yeah. sort everything of still open, flies. like, yeah, but, yeah. you know, entertainment was still yeah, functioning, yeah. Uh, fl- uh, flights flies, are still happening, yeah, trouble, right? Yeah, like yeah. normal. So even though all that's happened, I mean, uh, we have not seen a, a crash like we mm. did in 2008 as of yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It could be, could be further down the line. There could be a second correction, hmm. um, but yeah, it hasn't happened to be yet. I, th- I think the uh, key difference is the Fed's sort of um, uh, ability to move quicker yeah, yeah. Uh, with with respect to liquidity. I mean, earlier on in the crisis, even safe havens like gold were dropping because yeah, yeah. there was not because there was high demand for U.S. dollars and everyone was trying to get cash,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah uh, you know, yeah.
2: into their into their organizations right and they didn't and so yeah even safe havens Mm -hmm. were dropping initially which happened in in 2008 except i think that the the fed has acted a bit quicker in this instance and obviously the rates are lower than they were in 2008 so you'd have to do a job of sort of adjusting equities for interest rates and, and that sort of stuff to see yeah. The difference, but I think that, yeah, in this instance, we have huge unknowns. Like mm. we, we don't know when this is going to be fully solved, so we can go full pelt. Yeah. yeah. Again, that's what that's a main issue uh, clouding investor confidence. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Just, just a quick one. So I've had a quick little snapshot as of today. Um, global interest rates are around the world at nearly all time lows everywhere you look at, right? Yeah. We've got Australia at 0.25, um, yeah. the British
3: at 0.1, mm-hmm. um, USA 0.25. Yeah. Um,
0: Swiss is negative 0.75. Now, I'll just get to that in, in a sec. I mean, I don't know how negative interest rates work. You might know, Pete. But And then also, weirdly enough, just like an outlier, we've got Indonesia 6.5. <laughs> Bloody hell, like, might be a nice time to go to Bali and open up a term deposit. <laughs>
1: That's because all the bogans go on there.
0: Yeah, yeah. a few, few bintangs and a term deposit. Lovely. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Might pay for your holiday there and even move there. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Peter, negative interest rates, that's, that's a weird one. The Swiss are negative 0.75. How the hell does that bloody work?
2: Well, I know, I know, I think a specific example I heard the other month was like in, I think it's Denmark or someplace that's got negative interest rates. They essentially pay you to take on a mortgage. So, that's, <laughs> yeah. so they're literally giving money away yeah. negative interest rates and they're essentially discouraging savings. So they're yeah. saying if you keep it in the bank, Hmm. We're gonna. So you're not gonna, you're, we're we're gonna, gonna. take money. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're gonna yeah, take yeah. money. Yeah. So yeah. They spend. They, they, yeah. That's the main, the main crux of it. Yeah. Um, and I, from what I from what I understand, I don't think we're gonna see negative interest rates in Australia
3: hmm.
2: for the next couple of years. Yeah. But due to the, them starting quantitative easing, the RBA that is. Um. But it wouldn't. It wouldn't be a surprise to see it further down the track. Yeah, obviously, yeah. with the way Europe's going, with
1: the way I guess the problem with Australia, like you said before, mm. um, household debt's really high. So that's right. People already want like they're, they're keen to spend. They don't care. Like, yeah. I think Australians are a bit different <laughs> to anyone in the world. Yeah. You give us money, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll spend, spend it. We'll find something to spend it. Like. And that is
2: and that is a, a, an issue that yeah the RBA will have to <laughs> will have to focus on when the time comes. It's, yeah. it's not an easy one. Yeah. No. Uh, it's not a very favorable one either, but yeah, yeah. it's certainly, yeah, negative interest rates certainly happening across the, across the globe. And mm. it's just crazy for us to hear about that sort of stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're still paying um, for variable. I mean, we're paying minimum 2.7 on yeah, yeah. for a variable. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right? So, rates, yeah, yeah. So, yeah <laughs> we're, we're thinking of that and saying, bring on. Bring on, bring on, uh, yeah, the, that sort of bring situation, but yeah, we, like,
0: we love a spend. I mean, you know, when you see a slab of VBs on special, fucking who gives a shit about the mortgage at that get point a few, in time? You get a few of
2: those,
1: with, with especially
0: if you've got a job keeper coming in for doing <laughs> fuck sweet fuck all day, and you're getting seven fifty <laughs> yeah. a week. Why well, not piss it away on piss?
1: Actually, <laughs> a funny uh, story on that. I was um, driving the other day and saw this old lady. You know, she's I'm in a sixty, seventy or something. Walking Still young. With her, yeah, walking with a walking frame. Anyway, um, she must have went past the pub and uh, oh, the the bottle. And she had a carton of West End on a on her uh, little yeah. trolley there and was pushing it <laughs> home.
0: Yeah, why not? That's
1: yeah. interesting. That's just typical yeah. of uh, Australia. Australian. Yeah. just uh, grab yeah. a carton. Doesn't matter, yeah. you know, how old you are or yeah. or uh, what your medical yeah. conditions are. Just get yeah. around it. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 another like, I
2: mean, the, yeah, the investment. How investment has changed. I mean, currently is, I think that with with regards to the equities, like if they don't drop to levels that was seen in two thousand and eight, yeah, yeah. it just goes to show that I think investors they really don't have anywhere else to put their money. I mean, mm, true, you're true. trying to. I mean, real estate market right now is is cloudy because you've got so uh, like you you're not allowed to evict uh, anyone yeah, tenants, you freeze yeah, on yeah. the mortgages mm. and this, this and that so there's really like no mm. if someone's yeah. not paying you there's not any, yeah, any potential yeah, yeah. in that so i think yeah. that's probably that's another factor that is sort of supported yep equities not to actually melt yeah, uh, yeah. like that, like they did in 2008 that quickly at least yeah yeah um so yeah, that's another interesting point to, mm. to to note there interesting um like, Without giving
0: any financial advice away, obviously we're not privy to do that, and we're not going to. So that's my little disclaimer for a Turning Stones podcast. But like, what what is a foolproof strategy to, to tackle anything like this? Or is it just to maybe hold on to what you've got? And then you know, basically with the time value of money, and you know, if if you've got time, if you're if you're a young chap. Um, a young whippersnapper out there, you're in your 20s or 30s, you know, um, you still got 30, 40 years before retirement. You just hold on to these things and eventually things are going to go up. I mean, everything always appreciates in the long term. right? Um, Would that be just a a safe way to go? Because, you you know, a lot of people just, they're sort of like sheep, right? Mm. I'm not naming you listeners, like you're not sheep, but some of those other ones out there, they're like sheep. They listen to a lack of confidence and they, they they see this thing called fear and they're like, oh, fuck, I better cash out and just quickly, yeah. you know, get oh. some money in the pocket and divest yeah. myself yeah. from all, anything I've got myself into. Yeah. Is it just better to just stay put and just ride the waves because it seems as if, if we're always looking and comparing to previous financial crises yeah. or a mm. plural of crises, crises, um, to be technical. Yeah. Um, if we're always looking back, we... And we and we do look back. We always overcome. So yeah,
2: yeah. well that's uh, yeah that, that that's right. So like t- to to what we were saying previously, if we don't see um, uh, such lows that that we've seen uh, in throughout the past recessions, sorry mm-hmm. in two thousand eight, then that's a bit of a sign to to maybe say that well this is the new low mm-hmm. you know, potentially if we boost on past this level then we'll reach new highs right mm, if yeah. a new pre- or president is allowed i don't know if trump will get re-elected they'll have obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. stimulating policies once they, they get back in and, yeah. and all that sort of stuff <laughs> this this could well be mm. uh the new bottom if it's sort of a vac- or that that again that's assuming that the virus gets you know yeah reasonably sustained and there's yeah, yeah. a vaccine maybe next year mm. that's a best case scenario again so yeah. it's, that's uh, right over the long term like if if you think about things like for example, if you're holding a, a big a big four bank or something like that, yeah, you'd say, well, hold on a second. Um, NAB is saying, for example, to name specifically because they released this, they they're saying that, you know, our worst case scenario for housing is thirty five percent. All right. Mm-hmm. Well has this has this ultimate loss been reflected in, mm. their, in their share in the price. Share price yeah, so just yeah. look, look at things like that and you can, mm. then you can make a sort of decision, well, oh, I'll wait for it to go down a bit and then I'll just hold on to it for 10 years. Or yeah, yeah. or you can take a punt and then just yeah, do yeah. what you were going to do anyway, just buy mm. and then
1: hold, right? Yeah. So it's um, it's interesting it's though, inter- isn't it? Because like, well, this coronavirus situation, I think economies are going to be hit a lot worse than um, yeah. the GFC. Yeah. Like, you know, we no really travel, have. no entertainment, Damn, you know, like nothing restaurant. This is, like, worldwide, not like one country. Yeah. But, yeah, like you said, the, the ha- like, you know, the stock market yeah. hasn't reached lows that it did in where the GFC, GFC uh, was. Like not,
2: not, not, not for, like, we're, we're not saying this as a, as a fact. I mean, not all, most stocks
1: haven't. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's even most airlines of, yeah. and, mm. that's, yeah, uh, it's, it's just amazing weird. that, yeah, you could shut down literally... The whole world's basically shut down, and, yeah. it, and you we're still, still we're still floating increasing. somehow. You know, just yeah. it, it obviously took a big plummet that um the stock market. Yeah, yeah. Um, when this sort of you know was right, everyone sorry. realized how how bad it serious. was, and how yeah. serious it was, yeah, that's right. But now it's sort of just creeping back up and slowly. You know, some days yeah. it will drop yeah. depending on whatever. Well,
2: just, I mean, just to just to add there, like. It just goes to show like the virus came about in January and there was mm. sort of like talks that, oh, there was a few people in China that were infected and, and that sort of stuff. And yeah. the equity markets were still oh, like, going strong, which mm. goes to show how long, how bullish people were at the, at the time. Yeah. Um, it's only after that everyone realized and everyone sort of sold out and tried to get through mm. the same door, yep. like I was saying before, that it caused what happened to happen. Yeah, um, but, yeah, it's just insane that they haven't really, like, it, with yeah. the whole world closing effectively, like, it's just insane that they haven't reached, like, all-time,
3: yeah. you know, all-time lows. We're yeah, talking, yeah, like, yeah.
2: bargain sort of prices. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, I say that because, like, you know, people like Warren Buffett, for example, they're sitting on their highest cash stockpile that there's yeah, yeah. ever been on.
1: Yeah, It's yeah.
2: almost, like, patiently waiting
1: yeah. to pounce
2: on something. something like, they yeah. haven't reached a lot. They sold out at airlines mm. after
1: yeah,
2: yeah. they've dropped this much, which, which you know, adds to... The uncertainty, have we reached the bottom yet? Yeah, yeah, um, true,
3: true. Yeah.
0: Mm. Good old Wazza. Wazza <laughs> Buffett. Mm. Yeah. loves it. Apparently he has a can of Coke every day. Yeah. yeah
3: he and was he,
0: just... and he's, a, he's an old fart as well, so if that's the secret of longevity, or
2: you
1: can't yeah. give Coke. it a go. Yeah, every day. Or sponsor Turning Stone's podcast, uh, Coca-Cola. Coke Cola. Oh, that'd oh, be, wow, that'd
0: be... <laughs> Or any other cola company.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah.
0: Absolutely, not sure. Yeah, LA even the, ho- the home brand stuff, black and gold yeah. cola. Yeah, is
1: LA ice still around? <laughs> 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 LA ice,
0: very nice. Um, um, yeah. um, a couple of um listeners have uh, sent us some direct messages, and they've they've asked about what's what's the deal with printing money. Um, so obviously Australia has printed some more money, and yeah. Obviously, if we print more money, that means there's more money in the economy. Does that mean then prices go up? Or is that is that a direct I mean, uh, link just... with inflation? Uh,
2: well, that's well, that, that should decrease the money supply. Um, oh, no, no. What am I talking about? It should increase the money supply if you're printing more money, sorry. Um, so the value of, of our money will, will certainly decrease. Mm. Um, don't know. There was – we never really had strong inflation before mm. the, the COVID crisis. I don't think we're going to have it anytime soon, especially with all prices being as low as they are. Mm. Um, but certainly, um, in in a specific example to how you can trade like an increase in quantitative easing is yeah, yeah. typically um, gold. That's the that's the original standard, and that's what yeah, increases yeah. where the money supply gets further diluted. And yeah, just yeah. Gets, you know, becomes essentially more. Worthless. Yeah, yeah. There. I mean, obviously, if you're comparing, um, you know, the Aussie to the US dollar, you, mm. that's your relative sort of yeah, comparison yeah. there, and well, our that, Aussie yeah. dollar has underperformed yeah, clearly, course. um, yeah. as you just said with China
1: being the epicenter of of the um, yeah. of the crisis, but but yeah, yeah that's, that's the sort of that's the thing. Like uh, people, you know, some people just say think that oh, you know, the government can print as much money as they want. Well, yes, yeah, they can, easy. but you know, it's not that easy because. Well, that's uh, right. Well, because, if we want to buy it, you yeah. know, we, we need things, like, from China. Say, so, for example, we need to buy things from China. If yeah, our dollar's right. worth nothing because no, we've printed all this money, that's well, another.
2: Yeah, what are we going to do? It, it directly affects the the, the FX rate.
1: Yeah, um, yeah
2: But yeah. also, like, if you're, like, let's say... Um, uh, we print more money, we get further more into debt, mm-hmm. right? Um, yep. Who do we owe? Well, yeah, we owe yeah, the RBA, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. say that, right? And yeah, yeah. um, that could be another podcast. <laughs> who, who owns the RBA? No, who RBI. owns the RBA? Nah, nah. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so, yeah, we get further into debt.
3: Interesting. Now, it,
2: what we were saying before, like, remember how we are saying, like, countries, like, ra- ratings, mm-hmm. like, happening and what really constitutes that? Well, if if the country gets further, you know, into debt, then typically their rating... The mm. debt rating would go, go down, yeah, or, yeah, you know, yeah. less likely to pay it back, and mm. blah blah blah, right? Yeah. As with anything, so when a when a government goes to issue offshore, mm. like they can they can issue bonds, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the Australian government can issue like tanker bonds or whatever, and investors can can scoop them up. Yeah, yeah. that's where the cost of us borrowing from investors would go up as well. yeah, So, yeah, yeah. so the further we we print money, get into debt, is yeah, also yeah. you know an indication yeah. that,
1: that we're not doing as well, and yeah, that yeah. it's more right. risky
2: to lend to us. Yeah, and, that's right, yeah, so and that sort of stuff. Good, yeah. But at the, to the same point, the higher the the rate that you that you offer, the more investors will want to come on board, mm. right? And and I mean, you just take the example. This is probably the wrong example to use, but. Like Greek debt is is obviously <laughs> like you know I don't know it got to like thirty percent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they literally be paying thirty percent interest.
3: Yeah. Right. Just to fire
2: out. their operations um, mm. in markets like the ones we're talking. So mm. it's a very. It's at least, it's a, it's a question no, that leads um, a lot. I heard Greece I is pretty much owned
1: by the Germans, uh, nah, 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 I
2: don't know. It's a bit of the IMF and the mm. ECB and individual know. countries. I heard but Athens is changing to Berlin mate, I, could, I could say the same thing about Italy right now, <laughs> and it'll actually be more true, honestly. No, not right. But Italy's not, not doing that well at the moment, man, either, so... Like,
0: but, yeah, it's, it's... I reckon the Greeks uh, sweetened the deal with the Germans, gave them a few trays of baklava and uh, sorted <laughs> things out. Right. They maybe even um, collaborated with a, uh, a new Deutsche Eros with a, a crunchy inside of a Eros. Yeah, yes, wrap
2: that up. It well,
0: actually tastes all right, actually.
3: So a good.
2: old collab, yeah. So that, yeah, that... that. Printing money thing like works
3: yeah
2: for, only for the short term. For like short we need term, money, yeah, yeah, let's well, do after, it. But yeah. then after you sort of say, oh, what happens to the FX rate? Oh, what happens to this? Yeah, yeah. So what happens true. to that? It's, yeah, hmm. it's, it's not favourable. just no, yeah. to just print money.
0: But, just- but Australia's renowned for a very self-sustainable country. And who's to say we need things from China? We really don't <laughs> need anything from anywhere else. Oh, if yeah, you break it down, like, if so, what happens if we wanted to really um, say our economy was more fucked than what it is it's, it's all right at the moment but say it was just up the shitter if we closed or sort of limited exports right and just made everything internally what what's the go here
2: um uh, an iphone would probably cost like 20
0: yeah. grand I yeah but we we can make our own like the iphone like yeah. some australian company can make it
2: i think that i think that with like china specifically because they're our major export partner with with the iron ore boom that's happened like they're, they're almost like they always feel like, um, you know, that they have to buy stuff from China, yeah. That's yeah. That, 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 that's one point. Mm. The other point is just manufacturing in Australia yeah. slowly declined, like yeah. you know, with, oh, with so regards absolutely. to uh, uh, what do you call it, automotive, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and every industry, uh, manufacturers just mm. leaving the country, uh, uh, yeah. Now, uh, that whether that's to do with um, higher wages that are yeah, in yeah. China or unions or mm.
1: well, that's so the thing, many yeah, things I mean, we don't. We're not gonna we're not gonna be able yeah. to um, manufacture here when you know you got people of- on production lines that want to get paid you know forty bucks an hour or whatever. I mean, yeah, trick You yeah. might want more money, but at the same time, no one's gonna be able to afford that uh, car or that you know that pen. You know, like everything you look at is made. You know, look at the desk here now. I yeah. guarantee uh, ninety yeah. percent would be made in China because yeah. the labor costs are just a lot cheaper there. I mean, when when you can make something in China. And ship it across to another country and still be cheaper than making it. Yeah. Well, then I think you got to, right. um, yeah, just admit you can't really do it here unless people are willing to take, you know, real big pay cuts. People in China, I'm sure, uh, you know, in those sweatshops and kids mm. that are nine years old probably get paid like five bucks a week. Um, right. but it's not great, you know, working conditions. No. I don't think it'll ever happen in Australia. So I think we, I don't know, I don't think we really have a choice. Um, to be honest, Terry.
0: Yeah, that's a good point because, like, I was just having a look. Um, basically, yeah, all condoms are made in China, India and Thailand. So, <laughs> basically, I guess if we want to close the borders and, and stop importing, well, we might have a few more kids uh, yeah. running around in about five years' time. So We might,
1: we might have a Chinese population then. <laughs> well, yeah, God. basically. That's probably what happened with them. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. That's – um. yeah, it's good. Anything else uh, you wanted to touch on, Pete, before we uh, head off on this –
2: uh, on
1: this podcast? Oh
0: mate, I don't, I don't know. Is there any other things that you? That you just... Um, yeah, I've got a few. Like a couple of similarities to the Great Depression. Um, obviously unemployment, interest rate drops, uh, production falling like, down. So, would you say, Sam? What do you say? I don't know. I did,
1: said
0: James you... took... yeah. Oh no, yeah, hold on. We haven't, I haven't finished yet oh okay
1: i was just thanking p though that's, that's is that
0: right? before you rudely interrupted me i was just having a little spill about the similarities to the great depression and what's going oh, on yeah. at the moment yeah sorry yep. um yeah so production slowing down so that's another thing obviously with unemployment that's a that's a direct correlation um yep. how, how does that improve how does how do we flick the, sh- the switch straight away like how does production return back to normal how does unemployment start improving what has to happen it's it's a weird thing for like the standard mum and dad out there to just grasp their mind on on this like is it basically a confidence thing once you know some political leaders start coming out to saying oh you know um restrictions are going to start easing on covid because we've Sort of beating the curve and, and those sort of things, and they start opening stuff up. Is, is that how it's going to work, or is there anything underlying or behind the scenes that has to happen as well?
2: Uh, yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting question. And it's like it's, I reckon an economist would, would answer this <laughs> pretty well. But I think that um, uh, there's always going to be in this in this situation, if we well, since we're comparing it to the other crises, there's always going to be uh, that doubt of um, you know. Re- the, the virus coming back um, in the future um, without a vaccine, that is. So, uh, whether they open up, you know, manufacturing. I mean, in Australia, there's, there's probably not as it's not probably not as much of a war as it is in America, for example. Mm. But with us, you know, we, you know, they'd probably look at. well, I don't know. It's probably the infection rate. It's obviously mm. a, a plethora of different things, um, and it it just. That's a, yeah, that's actually a really, a really interesting question. Um, I, I think that until uh, a, a vaccine is found, everything was sort of going to be going at not full pelt um, mm, yeah, with yeah. our economy. So yeah. uh, I don't see any other way around it really, because yeah. if I'm you sort of, of start, you know, bringing everyone back to work, if yeah, you yeah. open up everything, if mm. you manufacture, you know, manufacturing everyone's within sort of mm. that that allow- that not allowable distance like it was before, then um, we, we could have a situation that, that we had in, yeah, in the past, so true. which would cost, which would be more of a blowout, yeah, yeah, yeah. A blowout than we would have currently. True. true. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think that well, it's vaccines a, the key. Uh, well, I mean, mm. I hate to say it, but that's like it's something that everyone. Uh, that the only thing that really restore like investor mm. com- confidence, confidence yeah. and you know, from from our sort of outside investors, mm. whether that's you know the, the you know, someone looking to invest in real estate here, or mm. someone looking to purchase a something to do with you know what we manufacture. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what even wines, for example, like the Chinese would would yeah, have yeah. to be you know fully out of their um, sort of what do you call it such tricky situation mm. and, and for there because obviously the Chinese investors wouldn't be spending as freely right now. Yeah, yeah, true. Un- until uh, unless they've got their situation fully underapp. But um, but yeah, no, that's a dev- that's a very tricky question and something that uh, needs a lot of variables answered.
0: Mm. True. No, oh, I appreciate that answer. And yeah, I thought it was a tricky one, so yeah, that's no, why I not. asked it.
2: Thanks for the thanks for the difficult the one, curveball. Yeah.
0: The curveball. Yeah, and the China obviously appreciate our grape juice here in Australia, so <laughs>
3: yeah. It's yeah, good yeah
0: kudos to them.
2: Good
0: juice. Keep drinking. Keep drinking. Good piss. <laughs> Sam, um, I reckon you've got something to say.
1: Um, no, I'm I'm about done there, Terry. Uh, what about yourself? Any any last uh, questions for the man, uh, Pete? No,
0: nah, it's just been an absolute privilege. Like it's it's basically ear candy. Um, with with what <laughs> we've had to hear from him and just his insights and expertise,
3: uh, it's
0: it's second to none. Um, yeah,
1: uh, blush. He really. Man.
0: He really is a, a, a limited edition type of person so <laughs>
1: um,
0: happy to have him back again um, when we're discussing matters
3: um, well, similar
0: well, to this or, or even any, any, um, any matters that we um, talk about any stone that we want to turn.
2: Any hmm. stone that's right happy to happy to be a part of your show guys thanks for having me on no um, and uh, hopefully you, you guys can have juicier, special features uh in, mm. in the coming sort of uh, weeks yeah great thanks and pete again no and uh, we appreciate it for having me. thank and,
1: you uh, cheers yeah. and turn those down. And thanks to
2: all the listeners and, and yeah thank you